is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Steelers bye week, so what better time to take a extended look around the NFL with a couple of episodes here on the Steelers Standard. I'm Tom Offerman. With me, as always, is Jacob Recht. Jacob, there are eight teams in the NFL that have three wins. Seven of them are three and three. The Saints are three and two, of course, because they had the bye week. It's time to play our old favorite game. Mm. I love this game. Mm-hmm. Or uh-uh. Uh-uh. So here's how it's going to work this time. Okay. I'm going to list gonna go the names. Through. I'm going to name the team. We're both going to give our opinion, and then we'll talk about it. If there's a debate to be had, we will debate. If we're in agreement, we will agree together. You, Let's you get... will hear us in sync, in, in harmony, making some nice, sweet noises. No, we're going to go one at a time. No, we're not going to do it at the same time. That's too much to ask. But if we agree, you'll hear us in harmony. The first team, 3-3 three and three Chicago Bears. Your thoughts? Uh... Uh, I'm also an uh, 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 maybe even at a PU. This team stinks because stinks. I'm not really high on the Bears. I think that they might be building something there. I think Justin Fields certainly shows some flashes as being a True. potentially decent NFL quarterback. I think they have a terrible head coach, and I think that, that head coach is going to ruin their progress, though. Get so rid of Matt Nagy. Whatever you do, Bears fans, just get rid of him, and you're in, you're in a better shape than you were when you had him. I don't care if everything else stays constant or if you even lose some more guys because I think you lost both of your running backs, right, David Montgomery and Damian Williams. doesn't matter. Just get rid of Matt Nagy and it's okay. Yeah, you got you got to get rid of, of Matt Nagy because I think that, you know, if they keep him around, you're just going to do a lot of disservice to – the progress of fields, the progress of that deep, the progress of the whole team the whole trying team to build. Is in jeopardy with look, Matt Nagy look at what the Bengals are building, and I don't think Zach Taylor is, you know, an amazing head coach, but I think he's better than Nagy, and you can see the progress that they're taking there. The Bears were a playoff team last year, barely, ever so barely, but they were a playoff team last year, and it had nothing to do with the fact that Matt Nagy coached that team into the playoffs. It had everything to do with the fact. I that would actually argue that he almost coached them out of the playoffs by benching Mitchell Trubisky for Nick Foles because Trubisky was a overall six game over five hundred quarterback, what, and what Foles was one in five. Me, what were you telling me that at some point from like weeks five through eight when Trubisky benched him? Uh, if they had started him, they would have been a, a, an extra three-win team, team or something. He had like a record three or four games over five hundred, and Foles went one and five in his right. starts. So like, what do you do? That's why you almost didn't make the playoffs. So yeah, he's a terrible coach. Yeah, the Bears are a total uh uh for me. I think uh. we're gonna agree on this one. The Kansas City Chiefs at three and three. Uh huh. I mean, like. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh-huh. That's a little too close to the bad one. you got to give Sorry. it a mm-hmm. I'm trying to be more emphatic. It's like it. an M sound when mm. you go positive. Mm. Yeah, like you just tasted something extremely nice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just warmed your belly. Ooh. Yeah, the I Chiefs mean, are good. that second half alone was just utter dominance. I still think they make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a wild card. Uh, the Chargers lost, though. Chargers so things, got steamrolled. Things are getting interesting in that division. Yeah, we'll see. They're behind. They have to play each other one they, more time. One more time. They have to play the Raiders twice still. They're behind both of those teams by a game. I, I think that, obviously, the division is still in grasp, but I see them maybe being a wild card team, maybe the five or six seed. 
What a terrible draw if you win your division and the team you have to welcome into your home stadium on Wild Card Weekend is the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about it. Who who could that potentially be? I, I I get. I bet if they make it to the playoffs, it's they're f- probably the five seed, right? So that would mean it's probably the, the Titans seed. who would be the four oh, seed man. in my mind, or the AFC West champion. Maybe they're the four seed. No, I, I think the Chargers would finish ahead of the Titans, or because that uh, means if if Kansas City is the wild card, that means LA would be the the division winner. I think LA is going to have an overall better year, but maybe because they so play be the a Titans, harder then. division or harder schedule, maybe it could be Tennessee who's at three. And Kansas City at four. I think Buffalo and Baltimore are the ones competing for one and two right mm-hmm. now. And, yeah, I, I think that that's a – I'll tell you this much. If it's the Titans or even if it's the Chargers, good luck. I think you're an underdog too. Almost at, even at if home. it's the Ravens, good luck. I, I think – yeah, the, Ravens, only... the Ravens might be favored in that one slightly, but I think if it's, against, if it's against the Titans and the Chiefs are on the road and they've been winning to get into that playoff spot – Look out. I think the Chiefs would be favored in that game. But, yeah, the Chiefs definitely. An, mm-hmm. I'm liking what I'm seeing from this team. Carolina Panthers, you go first. Uh-uh. I'm right there with you. I'm uh-uh, too. And I wanted the, the to be one, mm-hmm, The one but... game I thought that could have turned my opinion was this past week against the Eagles. But you let the Eagles come back uh, at home. I mean, I, I don't think there's much of a home field advantage of Carolina. You mean the Vikings? Sorry, the Vikings. I was the week the prior. They lost to the but, Eagles. Exactly, both weeks. Yeah, they could have won the game. So two weeks ago, they let the Eagles come back. This past week, they did come back against the Vikings, but didn't convert in overtime. It was the Vikings who won on a, on a touchdown pass to win that game. So two weeks in a row, you had winnable games, and two weeks in a row, you let it slip out from under your hands. So Carolina, uh, uh-uh. uh, Sam Darnold still capable. I wonder if Christian McCaffrey makes any difference. I does. Chuba Hubbard has been pretty good through through his absence. Agreed, but, but I think— But they are 0-3 without McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey does make that difference because, yeah, Chuba Hubbard's been good. He's still going to be good when he's your number two back, and that's a pretty good number two back to have. And then McCaffrey is one of the best in the league. So, yeah, I think they miss McCaffrey dearly, and I just got to be honest with you— I know he was placed on IR, but it's retroactive, so he still could come back this year, obviously, but— I don't have any optimism that he's going to be able to play a significant amount this year. I mean, it just seems to be the M.O. for Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. now is to deal with injuries constantly, and that's a terrible that's a terrible thing we're seeing unfold because it could be the end or the um, hindrance to an incredible career. NFL career, what could potentially be an incredible NFL career, but yeah. Panthers had such a hot start, and they looked like the darlings and the 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 Cinderella team of the season, and things no, the air just have yeah. out of the balloon yeah. the past couple so, weeks. Yeah. So yeah, uh uh-uh uh, for the Panthers. Uh-uh. Speaking of the team that came back on them though, three and three Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Um, mm-hmm. I like this Vikings team. I think of all the teams, minus Kansas City, we we talked about because Kansas City does shouldn't even be in this conversation. Hey, they're three and three somehow. Minnesota. I'll go. I'll go a very pessimistic mm-hmm. too much talent for you to not right like right exactly it, it would be a shame for them to have all that talent on both offense and defense and not make a playoff push exactly the only thing that makes it such a light mm-hmm, like you're kind of nervous when it's you the say same it. reason with chicago it, mike zimmer i just don't trust i trust them more than nagy I, I don't know if it's zimmer i don't trust i don't trust the vikings 
It's just Overall, something weird about that team. They have a history of shooting themselves in the foot. Anytime they have to line up for a field goal to win the game, you know it's not going to go through it's the upright. It's like it never does. I mean, what was that playoff game against Seattle? Seattle. One year? It was it like was on a the inch line. Yard field goal. And he missed it. Like, it just, it's something Final score weird. that game was 10 to 9. What a weird. It's score. something weird about that franchise. You know, you talk about the, the Cubs and their curse and the, the Red Sox and their curse in baseball. There's something cursing the Vikings right. in football. The Jets have and the Lions have just been straight up bad. The Vikings, the Li- are, the Vikings cursed. are cursed. They are a right. cursed organization. Falcons are creeping into that cursed organization yeah, territory too. But something with this Vikings team just it, you can't write them off though because a I think once I think the NFC is incredible at the top right now, better than we thought. But that six and seven seed, I, I think that Top's can be rams. yeah. And I think the Vikings are probably going to sneak in on one of those. It's possible. Uh, I think they should. Let's the put it this way. Don't turn things around. Then, ba- yeah, I can see uh, yeah, based on the slow starts in the West and the Seahawks injury problems with Russell Wilson, I think the door is definitely wide open sure. now. And yeah, it's just the talent thing, you know? Like, I, I look at the rosters and teams that could potentially be that six or seven seed, and I say the Vikings look like they should make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, let's take a look like, at it real quick. I mean, the Saints, it's right now from six down, it's the Saints, the Vikings, the Bears, the Panthers, and then the. The Niners at 10. And of those teams... The Niners are the one that scares me the most. Right. And you don't know if they'll figure that out. Do you don't see the Saints giving up their spot? Well, let's move on to the Saints, who are 3-2. They're 3-2. They Um, had a bye week last week. um, mm Mm-hmm. On the Saints. So I think both of these teams might be 6-7. Saints-Vikings as the wild card. Uh-uh. Oh, our first disagreement. I love it. Tell me why. I just don't think Jameis Winston is capable of leading That's a good reason to be uh uh-uh, is Jameis Winston. (laughs) I mean, also, too, they're not utilizing Alvin Kamara the way they should be. Yeah, what's up with that? And this team is just so impossible to predict, right? You go out and you have... The, what everyone thinks is, is the best win of the year in week one against the Packers where you beat them 38-3, to and then you lose against the Giants. You barely beat the Washington football team by 11 points. I just can't get a read. They got a test this coming week against the Seattle Seahawks. We'll see if they can go on the road into Seattle. I just can't get a read on them, and that's why I'm a little uh-uh because I don't, I don't have the confidence that they're going to pull it out. Um, mm-hmm. 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 Excuse me, I need to be better with that. On the Saints, I think on the opposite end of the spectrum from your uh-uh for you like James the Bears. No. Oh. I like the head coach. You a like lot. Sean Payton. I like Sean Payton a lot. And, yeah, they're so up and down. They're winning games they shouldn't win, and they're losing games they should win by a billion. So that inconsistencies concern you. But I like Sean Payton's odds to kind of smooth those inconsistencies out. They just had the bye week. Maybe they figure some stuff out that's been plaguing them offensively. Defensively, I still think they're a really good unit. I think the Saints obviously aren't to the level they were last year, years prior with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. And they're not going to reach that point. Is Michael Thomas's return going to do anything for you? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't even know if he is going to return. Yeah, he's been riding my bench on my fantasy. But I will say this again. Once you get to that sixth, seventh range in the NFC, things get a lot thinner, and I see the Saints as a team with the talent that could definitely snag one of those spots. All right. 
Going to the AFC, three more teams to go through before we get to some MVP talk here. Okay, so if we're only hitting AFC from now on really quickly, you think for the 6th and 7th seed you have it New Orleans and Minnesota over San Francisco? At the moment, yes. Wow. But San Fran is – but it's not like a uh, I'm locking the key and throwing it yeah, away. Like I mean, San Francisco is still, still right seven, there. Yeah. And, I mean, even though I gave them the uh-uh, Carolina's See, still right there too. Uh-uh. I, I have the I have the Niners as my team of that bubble watch to be my guaranteed to make the playoffs. Guaranteed to make the playoffs. I think so. Wow. I bold. think they're good enough. They have they have a, the best roster overall, and the best coach. I think this is the worst uh uh-uh uh team that we're gonna do in the AFC. I have three and three teams. Okay. Or three win teams, I should say, since the Saints were thrown in there. The Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos. Uh-uh. 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 How, how is it possible you face the Raiders in the worst week of that franchise's history, no matter the city? That's when you Vegas, know. L.A., Oakland, doesn't matter where they play. It's the worst week that franchise has ever gone through. They've had some bad ones. still lose. At home. You lose at home. I think that game was in Vegas. Oh, no. Oh, no? Oh, no. Oh, no. It was in Mile High Stadium. They lost at home to the Oakland, or oh, damn to it, the, to the sorry. Vegas Raiders. You're right. It was in Denver. How do you lose that game? You Tom? lose that game because you're a terrible you're football a team. team. I mean, you are you are the most fraudulent three and team we've seen. this You're year. a top ten picking team that has three wins somehow, and those might be your only three wins on the season because you are that bad of a football team. That defense carried the day against three of the worst teams in football for the first three weeks of the season. And now, once you played the Ravens, once you played the Steelers, once you played the Raiders, teams that Steelers obviously not that great on offense, but teams that are competent at least offensively and has playmakers offensively, you lose, and you lose significantly. I know they came back against the Steelers and made it a little tighter than a game but actually you got, was. You got blown out by the Ravens, and, and you, you got it was basically handled it. by the Raiders. That score was closer than it. Look, because the Broncos did the Bronco thing where they come back a little bit at the end. No, I'm saying against the Ravens. You're they right. I'm saying game. both, though. Oh, both. They've got okay, yeah. handled in both the Ravens and the Raiders game. So, big. Right, because the, Ra- the Raiders game was only a 10-point game, but a lot of that was garbage time touchdowns. Yeah. Two fourth-quarter touchdowns by the Broncos. Yeah, game was already over. One of which came with only a minute left. So, yeah, there was so no they're way an, you were coming They're back. an uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh, disgusting team. Two AFC North teams left. We'll start with the Brownies, the Cleveland Browns, Steelers' opponent. Heading into uh, week eight, following the Steelers' bye, I still got them as. Mm-hmm. So I still I. think they're a good football team. I think the now, only though, thing that could make them uh uh-uh uh isn't the their injuries. talent; it's the injury problems. The they might be this year's San Francisco 49ers, where Baker they just are too saying, injured. Baker is saying he wants to go up against Denver this week Thursday night game. I would put what him are you doing? Uh, if I was the fancy guy, I'd say Bake. We can beat the Broncos with Case Keenum. At least we should beat the Broncos with Case Keenum. We have a division game coming up in two weeks. Right, and Ooh. it's a Thursday night game. You're going to rush four days, five days after, four days after your labrum just falls out of your body? And I'd also say Bake. I love that I'm calling him Bake. Bake, listen. Wake and Bake. L- listen, Bake. We got the Steelers in two weeks who have the same record as us. We're in the basement right now tied with them for the AFC North. We're already two games behind the Baltimore Ravens in that AFC North race. Mm-hmm. I can't have you go out there just to squeak a win by against the Broncos that we could squeak by without you with Case Keenum and risk further injury when we've got to beat the Ravens at least once in our two meetings, and we've got to sweep the Steelers and the Bengals when we play them. And, and that the, starts— The Bengals is not a guarantee. No, neither is the Steelers, I don't think, especially no, with all the injuries no. that are going to be facing them— uh, In just two weeks. In the, just two weeks. So I—, I 
am very vocal towards Case Keenum being my starter. My team can win without Baker Mayfield this week against Denver. And Baker feeling a little bit healthier heading into that Steelers game, which is huge for them. So I, I sit Baker He's down. He's putting himself at a huge risk. They're still, mm-hmm. If they lose to Denver and Baker gets injured again, they're definitely trending towards uh-uh, uh-uh. for sure. But again, it's more injury problems than it is roster. And, and right, Baker's play, too. I think we too. can agree, too, that because of that and the 3-3 three and three start, you, we, even though we had them as our preseason AFC North pick, right now it's the Ravens. It's completely switched to the Ravens. I think they're in there, and they play the Bengals this week, who are four and two. If they beat the Bengals, they're in the driver's seat by a good bit. Finally, then they're what six and one, and the rate and the the Bengals will be four, four and three. three. Browns yeah. at best will be four and three, and Steelers will be three and three after the bye. Yeah. Finally, last but of course not least, your Pittsburgh Steelers are three and three. I'm sorry, Steelers Nation. I still have an uh uh-uh uh for this team. What do you mean by uh uh-uh? uh? As in not not, not make the playoffs. That's my uh uh-uh. okay. That's fair. But they're going to get to five and four at least. I, I think and six and three isn't out of the question with the Browns with injuries. The Browns. But I think five and four is going to happen. And at least Steelers Nation, that gives you some hope heading down that stretch run that starts in L.A. against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. So I think you're going to have some hope until close to the end this year for the Steelers. I think they're going to fight for their coach because he's a great coach, Hall of Famer. They're going to fight for their Hall of Fame quarterback. There's a lot of pride on this team still, so they're not just going to roll over like we thought they might. I think they showed that that's not going to be the case with their win against Denver and then gutting it out against the Seahawks. 5-4 and four, I think is certainly going to happen, and then you just kind of hold your breath down that stretch run and see if you can somehow grab four wins out of that, but it's not likely. Not likely at all. Because I think 9-8 and eight gets you the 7 be, seed. It's because... It's because Really? I think so. See, I'm looking at it from the opposite. I, I think you're going to get, by the end of the year, when the Browns get everyone back, you're going to have two teams from the AFC North, right? And that's going to be in the in the Ravens and the Browns. You're going to have one team from the, from the AFC East. You're going to have one team from the AFC South. And then you're going to have at least two teams from the AFC West. So that leaves one spot, which I think a 9-8 and eight can snag. I really do. And you don't think the Steelers can get there? I, I think they'll be five and four. I think it's tough to grab four wins down that stretch run. I, I think your winnable games are the Bengals, the Vikings. So that's two. Can you steal one against the Ravens? Maybe. I'm not really optimistic about that one. Maybe you steal. The, maybe the big swing game is the stealing one against the Browns here when they're hurt, maybe. and then you only need three wins down that stretch yeah. run to get to nine. And I think you can get the win against Tennessee. You can get the win against Tennessee's at home, so you can definitely see yourself maybe stealing that one. Although the way the run defense is playing, yeah, good point. Uh, what about you? You haven't even given me your official thing. That you, uh, I feel like I'm you're leaning go, towards. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I I I hate to sound like such a homer here, but I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. No, I think they're the closest team. I, I think it's because Najee Harris is finally being used the way he was supposed to be used. From I the think game. the Steelers are right on that fence. So yeah, I don't I think, think you're being are. that big of a homer. And I don't think it's that big of a stretch to say, could they win three or four games in that long, what, seven-game stretch? I know it's they're tough games, but it's well, the possible. Well, Vi- the Vikings game will come down to a field goal. So it just depends on who's kicking it. If It's, the it's Vikings, also a Thursday night game, which are always so weird. If it's a Vikings field goal to win, you win. The Steelers have nothing to worry about. So like that, But the Vikings do nothing but play close games. So you know you're going to be in that one and, and potential win. And you can beat the Bengals on the road, even though they're the new-look Bengals. I'm sorry. You can still do it. And then the Titans at home. Titans at home, that's a tough one. But I think you can maybe sneak that out. And then it, it, I, 
Maybe, yep. maybe, maybe, maybe you start on the right foot. With the Chargers. They don't, there's no, the, well, there is no home field advantage. No. We know how, how many Steelers fans live in the Los Angeles era, area, so it wouldn't shock me if you saw, similar to the Arizona game a couple of years ago, similar to the Chargers game, which was in that soccer stadium a couple of years ago, where you see a ton of terrible towels in the stands, and maybe that makes maybe that's the difference that you need. And something just you know that you can't really put any tangible you know analysis to, but rivalry games are weird. You can sneak one away from the Ravens. I mean, you, how many times have you seen lesser Ravens team beat the Steelers and vice versa? Right. You I mean, can go it, three and three this year in your division. Yeah, get and, one each. So I, I, although I still had them as an. Uh-uh, and you were, mm-hmm. I think they're right on that fence. I think they're, I think they're right mm-hmm there. Team because, to be honest, Tom, as we said, we have six teams for certain we think can make the playoffs. I don't believe the Patriots are going to rebound. I think it's going to come down to... Do you think the Colts rebound at all? No. No? No, I don't think they're so. They're better than 2-4. and four. Carson Wentz is playing better than 2-4. And, and four. Jonathan Taylor's a stud. Uh, uh. Well, here's the problem is that they go on the road against San Francisco. I think that's a loss. And then they play host of the Titans. I think that's a loss. I could see them beating San they Francisco. They play the Bills on the road. That's a loss. They play the Bucks. That's a loss. Yeah, it's tough. I could see them beating San Fran on Sunday night, though. I can't. Really? Yeah, San Fran is... San Fran, the majority of their losses are against the NFC West. Colts went into Baltimore and almost beat them on Monday night. That's a better team than the Niners in my mind. Sure. I think the Colts are going to make that game close. Here's the thing is the Colts easily, I mean, you could say that Baltimore won that game, but at equal sides, I mean, they also gave up that game. Colts should be good enough to keep to close that game out. You have Jonathan Taylor who broke out for a 75-yard touchdown run to start the game. Why are you not just feeding him for the rest of the game? They didn't do that. They out they outcoached themselves. Before we get uh, to wrapping things up here on this episode, the MVP race is just out of control in the NFL. I think it's the most contested MVP race we've seen in a long time. And why am I crazy? Tell me why I'm crazy to say that Tom Brady's the one leading the charge right now. Is it Tom Brady or is it the guy wearing the crown? Because I okay, think, I think see, that's... that's an interesting debate because mm-hmm. it's always quarterback, 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 quarterback. But Derrick Henry might be the most valuable player. That's in what football. I'm trying to say is there is no way Tennessee is standing at four and two with the win over the Bills without Derrick Henry. Here's the th- problem, though. and I think you only really hear running back names in serious contention if they actually are providing value to their team, not just having a good year, because. He had a 2,000-yard season last year, and we never heard his name in the MVP conversation. If you had to start a team with any player in the league and you couldn't pick a quarterback, it's Derrick is Henry. it Derrick Henry? I think so. Or Aaron Donald, right? It's one of the two. Oh, you're saying on defense as well. I, Overall, yeah. Just one player in the league. I think it's either Derrick or Aaron. I think the non-quarterback. I think those are your two picks. You don't, you don't put TJ in that conversation? Maybe he's number three. Yeah. I, for me personally, it's Derrick. Like, I'm picking Derrick Henry more than anybody. Other than quarterbacks, of course, I, I think he's that big. I mean, of a game the fact breaker. that you're throwing a running back's name in there when it's absurd. So it's absurd. It's ridiculous. But I think he's there. I think I, he's there. I, I, I agree with you that the Titans are nowhere without him. Maybe they're a playoff team, and but the they're Bucks, not that, that good. The thing is, too, the Bucks are nowhere without Brady, and it's it's so impressive that he's doing it. How old is he? Forty. But it's almost more impressive when you apply that logic to Derek, because you say the Bucks are nowhere without Brady, but I can say that about almost every team with their quarterback. Right. Derrick Henry's a running back. How many back. running backs are having the kind of impact that Derrick Henry is having? The only thing I'd say is it's so – it's the same thing with the Heisman Trophy in college. It's either going to a quarterback or a running back. Like, 
it's a quarterback. We've seen a running back win it, or I think a non quarterback or defensive player win it since Adrian Peterson won it when he had his 2,000 yard season. And that's what my point was just going to be. We're coming off of a 2,000 yard season from Derrick Henry, and he did not get the MVP. They still gave it to Aaron Rodgers. So uh, it's just always going to go to the quarterback. I mean, you so, say you say I what just, could you do to get it away from a quarterback rush for two thousand yards? Well, he did that, and he still didn't get the just award. to marvel in his greatness. Throw out the week one loss, the blowout against Arizona. Every week since thirty five carries, one hundred and eighty two yards, three touchdowns. Uh, twenty eight carries, one hundred thirteen yards, no touchdowns. Thirty three carries, one hundred and fifty seven yards, one touchdown. Twenty nine carries, one hundred and thirty yards, three touchdowns. 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns. And the most impressive number out of all those is the number I didn't even mention. Because the most impressive number came against the Bills Monday night. 20 carries, 143 yards. He averaged 7.2 yards per carry in that game. It's the workload. 7.2 carries. on. I want to know the last time someone averaged seven carries when touching – or seven – Seven plus yards a game when touching the ball twenty plus times. He. When was the last time that happened? I don't know. Quit yelling at me. You're you're capable of googling things. You Google it. I am so amazed at his ability to take on that workload and never wear down. He's always starting on Sunday. He's the most durable player in the league almost, the and he gets hit more than anybody. The best part about Monday night was his first touchdown of the night, his first of the three came in that 76-yard fashion. Which he was the fastest player in the NFL this year, 21.7 miles Was it this week hour. or this season so far? This season, season so far. So there you go. I mean, we talk about guys like Tyreek Hill. World-class sprinters. Metcalf. Reach speeds of 22 miles per hour. And he's at 20? He hit 21.7 in and he pads. Heavy. In pads, he's a Jacob. Big dude, too. In pads, he hit that speed. And he just kept chugging along for the rest so of the So you'd give it game. to Henry right now if you had to? I think I have to give it to Derrick Henry. I think I'd give it to Kyler. Wow. I know, right? I was giving you, you that whole Brady Henry. I, I, we were not, we had not mentioned yet. I today. was giving the old Brady Henry debate, but then I snuck in a Kyler Murray in the back door. Look, if the uh, Cardinals keep winning at this clip, I mean, he is the straw that stirs that drink, no question on that team. And here's the thing what too, an exciting quarterback, too. We, we mentioned this in our previous episode, being impressed by them winning against the Cleveland Browns this past week. They play the worst team in the NFL this week. Yeah. They play Houston at home. What's the spread on that game? 17. Like 17 points. J.J. Watt revenge game. I think that number is just going to keep going up. DeAndre Hopkins revenge. Oh, my God. That There's so much revenge out on that field. Up and up and up. So, Kyler Murray is not going to remove himself from the defense or from the MVP race this week. But I do think it's going to – there's going to be a separation of sorts. Maybe not. Maybe he just keeps chugging along. He had his first game of his career throwing four touchdowns and no turnovers. I, I think right now, at least in my mind, the top three are yeah, I think it's Murray, Brady, three. and Henry. Stafford is kind of – This is what I was speed. just going to say. Listen, though. Listen to the guys that still have their hat in the ring, though. Stafford definitely still does. Josh Allen Josh does. Allen still does. Josh Allen took a step back because of this past week. But he still does. Lamar Jackson absolutely still does. Still does. Dak Prescott still absolutely does. still has his name in the ring. The thing is, I don't see How Dak you gonna t- winning because he's, gonna, he's locked up after week one. He locked up comeback player of the year. How are you going to deny Aaron Rodgers from being in that category as right. well? He's definitely in that category. If he- the Packers go 15-2 and two on the year. How do you say he's not? Yeah. And then here's my dark horse. 
Wait, okay, can I take a guess? Yeah. Is it a quarterback? Yeah. Okay, let me think about it. The team success is incredibly. Are you going to say Joe Burrow? I am. Wow. I am going to say Joe Burrow. I think he's playing at a level that isn't exactly to the play of Brady or Mahomes or whatever. But if the Bengals go like nine and eight, ten and seven, and make the playoffs, he's definitely not going to win it. But he's going to garner a lot of attention for it. They're going to people will be saying Joe Burrow is for real. If Joe Burrow, well, he is had for never, real. I think he is. No, for real, I know. But, but if Joe Burrow never got injured, he would have won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. His teammate could win Rookie of the Year this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to go all the credit. This is the hilarious part. All the credit's going to go to Joe Burrow. Zach Taylor is going to get zero, zero credit. Also didn't mention uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow's classmate in the 2020 draft class yeah. who's putting up I MVP like numbers I like Joe Burrow's too. more tantalizing to me in that conversation than Justin Herbert is, though. It's a crazy MVP race. Because you expected from what you saw out of Herbert last year going 7-9, and nine, you, you knew he could take the step up and make that team a playoff team, and he's doing that. We had no expectations of Cincinnati being a possible seventh seed, sixth seed this year. Even though Murray, Henry, and Brady are slightly ahead of the pack in our minds, it is still a tight race for MVP. I think a plethora of people could still jump out in front. I just can't wait to see what King Henry does. It's For me, it's just every week for him is must-see TV. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. For Jacob Brecht, I am Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you guys next time when we record the Steelers Standard.